0: Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast, core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. This week in conference, we discussed a recent publication in JAMA on oxygen use in critically ill patients in the ICU. The article was Effect of Conservative versus Conventional Oxygen Therapy on Mortality Among Patients in an Intensive Care Unit, the Oxygen ICU Randomized Clinical Trial by Gerardus et al., Now, Gerardus was the main author, but I also want to mention that the senior author here was Mervyn Singer. Now, he's a big name in critical care research. He was also one of the senior authors on the Sepsis 3 publication from a year ago. The study was a really incredible undertaking. The group noted in their background that we are becoming increasingly aware of the harms associated with hyperoxia, The proxy study back in 2009 showed increased pulmonary complications of hyperoxia in the perioperative period, and the AVOID trial, published back in 2015, demonstrated poorer outcomes in STEMI groups getting excess oxygen. Given these findings, Gerardus and his group wanted to see if overall mortality was affected in critically ill patients who had higher oxygen levels versus a more conservative approach. They performed a randomized, open-label, parallel-group, single-center trial. They took all adult ICU patients who were expected to have a stay in the ICU greater than 72 hours and randomized them to get either conservative or conventional oxygen therapy. The conservative group was given an FiO2 that targeted a PaO2 between 70 and 100 millimeters of mercury or an oxygen saturation between 94 and 98%. The conventional group was given enough FiO2 to maintain the SAT over 97%, or a PaO2 up to 150 millimeters of mercury. The primary outcome was ICU mortality, and they also looked at new onset of organ failure and infections. Now, the study set out to enroll 660 patients to find at least a 6% difference in mortality. They ended up stopping the study early, but they had a really good reason. An earthquake hit the area that the hospital was in, forcing them to stop the study before they were able to finish completion of enrollment. In total, they were able to get 434 patients, which is a pretty incredible number for a randomized study in critical care. They had 216 in the conservative arm and 218 in the conventional arm. And to nobody's surprise, the FiO2 and the PaO2 was higher in the conventional treatment arm. Mortality, however, was also higher in this arm. Conventional treatment had a 20.2% ICU mortality rate, while the conservative arm had a mortality rate of only 11.6%. The absolute difference in mortality was 8.6%, giving an NNT of just about 12. For every 12 ICU patients that you do conservative oxygen supplementation, targeting an oxygen saturation somewhere between 94 and 98%, you can save one life. That's an outstandingly great number. Now, the study does have some weaknesses. It was single-center, it was unblinded, and as mentioned earlier, they weren't able to withstand interruption by a force of nature. I think it would have been very difficult to blind this trial, and I'm typically very critical of stopping enrollment early, but I think the authors here had a pretty good reason to do so. The authors conclude, and I quote, among critically ill patients with an ICU length of stay of 72 hours or longer, a conservative protocol for oxygen therapy compared with conventional therapy resulted in a lower ICU mortality. However, these preliminary findings were based on unplanned early termination of the trial and a larger multi-center trial is needed to evaluate the potential benefit of such conservative oxygen therapy in critically ill patients. That's a very reasonable conclusion given the data and the limitations of their study. In fact, I applaud the authors for having a very conservative conclusion. But given the data here, I'm actually much more positive about what they found. This study calls for us to do less. Stop targeting supranormal oxygen levels and just shoot for physiologic levels. We've seen this time and time again that supranormal levels aren't a good idea, even in patients who are critically ill. Based on this data, I think it's safe now to shoot for an oxygen saturation greater than 93% in patients who are critically ill. At the very least, I think we should be avoiding hyperoxia. The exception here is during the pre-oxygenation phase before intubation, where I want that PaO2 to be as high as possible to increase the amount of apneic time afforded to the person who's intubating. With that exception, though, hyperoxia isn't needed. There's a great review on this article over at the Bottom Line blog, and I dropped a link to that post in the show notes for you to check out. Well, that's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net, where we've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google Plus, on Reddit, and on Twitter, where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks. See you all next week.